Welcome back to this podcast series where we try to think about how we think about problems in pharmacy. This time, I thought I'd take on the challenge of trying to explain odds and odds ratios and how they're different to risk and risk ratios. This is obviously quite challenging as a podcast. With numbers, you tend to want to write things down. So this is going to be more about how they behave and what they might be able to tell us and why they're often not as helpful as we'd like, rather than doing proper maths with them. So let's start with what are odds? And how are they different to risks? So having said that we're not going to do the maths, actually the only way to start is by doing some maths, but we'll keep it simple. First, let's start with something that's more naturally understandable, risks. So say we have a condition in which 20 out of 100 people die in a year. The risk of death is the number of people the thing, death, happens to, divided by the total number of people. So for this, 20 divided by 100 is 0.2, or 20%. If you have the disease, you have a 20% chance of dying in the next year. But that's far too understandable, isn't it? We don't want everyone to know what we know, so let's change it to odds. So the odds are the number of people the thing, death, happens to, divided not by the total number of people, but only by the number of people the thing, death, didn't happen to. So for this, the odds are 20 divided by 80, or 0.25. So we've now got two numbers, 0.2, the risk of death, and 0.25, the odds of death. Even though they are quite close together in value, they're saying different things, and the difference is important. If an event is rare, the odds and the risks are very similar numbers. For example, if 1 in 100 people die, the risk of dying is obviously 0.01%, because 1 divided by 100 is 0.01. However, the odds are the one who died divided by the 99 who survived, which is 0.01 and a tiny bit extra. For rare events, odds and risks are very similar. However, make the condition more common, say 50 in 100 people die, and odds and risks start to separate. The risk is 50 divided by 100, so 0.5, 50%, very understandable. The odds, however, are the 50 who die divided by the 50 who survive, which is 1. Now, 0.5 and 1 are clearly different numbers. Take home messages. Just because odds and risks are sometimes similar numbers, it's important not to mix them up as they can be very different. So now we've covered what odds are, we'll move on to odds ratios. These are how most clinical trials seem to present their results. The design of most clinical trials is that you have an event rate in one group say that 20% of people who died within a year that we used before. You then take another group and do something to them, and then get an event rate in this group as well. Say you give them a miracle drug, and now only 10% of people die within a year. So now, you need to compare these two groups, and get a summary statistic to represent whatever the difference there is. What you're trying to get to is one number that represents the whole of your trial. So for an odds ratio, you work out the odds in each group, and then divide one by the other. What's the ratio of odds? So in your treatment group, your odds are 10 divided by 90, which is 0.111 recurring. And in your control group, it's 20 divided by 80, which is the 0.25 we worked out before. So the ratio is one divided by the other. So 0.11 divided by 0.25, which is 0.444 recurring. The odds ratio is 0.444. Now the first thing you'll hopefully notice about this number is that it's getting further away from something that's intuitively understandable. 
as we've done more maths to the raw data, 10 people in 100 die instead of 20, we've made a number it's easy to do maths on, but it's further away from feeling real to normal people. So what does an odds ratio of 0.444 actually mean? Well, first off, let's look at the scale we're using. If the event rate is the same in both arms of the trial, the odds in both arms will be the same as well. So the odds ratio will be 1, because anything divided by itself is always 1. So the midpoint of our scale is 1. If there's no difference, the odds ratio is 1. And this is actually true for any ratio, hazard ratio, risk ratio, odds ratio. If any ratio of anything is 1, it means there's no difference between the two groups you're comparing. So now we know the midpoint, what does the scale run to? So at the bottom end, we could have a treatment that saves everyone, so no people die, divided by the 100 that survive, is 0, because 0 divided by anything is still 0. When you whack that into a ratio, you then have the odds in the treatment group, 0, divided by the odds in the other group, which is anything you like, as we've already said that 0 divided by anything is 0, so the bottom end of the scale is 0. And at the top end, you've now got a treatment that kills everyone. Not much of a treatment, but still. So the 100 people who died, divided by the zero survivors, is infinity. Whack this into the ratio, and we know that infinity divided by anything is still infinity. So we know that the top end of the odds ratio scale is infinity. Which means that we've got a scale that runs from zero at one end to infinity at the other, with one in the middle. Which, unless you're a mathematician, should leave you feeling a little bit uncomfortable. This is because, because it's a ratio, it's not a linear scale. However, it is still kind of symmetrical around 1. This is best explained again with an example. So if the odds of death in group A is 0.4, and in group B is 0.1. Again, these numbers mean nothing to us. We've already done too much maths for them to be understandable to most people, because we've turned them into odds. But we're trying to look at how the ratios behave, so the numbers themselves aren't important. So the ratio of B to A is 0.1 divided by 0.4, or 0.25. However, the ratio of A to B is 0.4 divided by 0.1, or 4. To get from one number to the other, you either multiply by 4, or multiply by 0.25, which is the same as divide by 4. So each are each other's reciprocal. 4, or 1 over 4, a quarter. It's the 4 that's the common bit, and you either multiply or divide by it. A ratio of 0.1 is the same as a ratio of 10, just the other way round. In one you've multiplied by 10, and in the other you've divided by 10. Similarly, a ratio of 0.01 is the same as a ratio of 100. In one you've multiplied by 100, in the other divided by 100. So at this point, all the non-maths people may well be in danger of switching off. So please don't, we're going to go back to our more pragmatic approach now. So pharmacy is an applied science. So what can we do with odds or an odds ratio to make it useful in the real world, which for us is normally about explaining to other people how good something is? Firstly, we should probably be a bit honest. Odds and odds ratios are likely to not going to be understandable for the majority of people. And even if they are, they aren't going to help explain what risks they might be taking on very clearly. Risks, how many people did something happen to as a proportion of all the people you tried to treat, are what people understand, rather than odds, which is how many people did something happen to as a proportion of the people the thing didn't happen to. So you're probably going to have to dig out the raw data and start again on getting to risks rather than quote odds. Quoting odds might make you feel clever, 
but it's unlikely to help the other person. However, by knowing a bit about odds, you can get some rough ideas in your head about a trial before going digging for that raw data. So, risks are the number of people who are affected by something divided by the total population. Odds are the number of people who are affected by something divided by the number of people not affected, not the total population. So if events are rare, odds and risks are very similar numbers. So if only 1 or 2% of people are affected, which is quite common in medical trials, you can use the odds as a bit of a guesstimate of the risks. But don't do this when events are common. For example, if 50% of people are affected, as by this point the odds and risks are very different numbers. Then, because you're comparing two groups, odds are usually presented as odds ratios. Because it's a ratio, if it's one, it means that the two groups are the same. You don't need to know anything about or understand odds, just what a ratio is. Nothing to see here, move on. This then means that the further away from one the odds ratio is, the bigger the difference between the groups, the bigger an impact your treatment is having. How much is difficult to say, because the scale is weird. It runs from 0 to infinity with a midpoint of 1. But an odds ratio of 0.25 shows the same magnitude of difference as an odds ratio of 4. They both show that one set of odds is 4 times bigger than the other. And if you're still a bit confused, that's fine. Odds are naturally confusing and it will take most people a few read-throughs of things before they feel they understand it. But that's the take-home message. We've managed to spend around 10 minutes talking about what odds and odds ratios actually show, and we're not completely there yet. So using odds and odds ratios to try to help people feel more informed about their treatment choices is a bit of a non-starter. Go for the raw data and work out risks instead. And that's it. Hopefully it's been a not-too-traumatic trip around odds and odds ratios, and when you might want to use them, which, outside of clinical trials, and for massy reasons, is never. Thanks, and see you next time.